No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. Podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the co-hosts are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Hand jobbers and hand jobbies, welcome to the Smack and Raw Podcast, episode one hundred and motherfucking forty. Travis, and we're still here. We are coming up on three years, and as I said, this is my co-host, Sir Cussalot, Travis Pointer, aka the Dragon King, aka Big T, aka Sweet T, aka T Money, aka T Bag, aka Black Merlin, aka the HNIC. And I am your host, as always, the lovely, amazing, magnificent, the warden, Matt Ritter. What's happening, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. You know, just hanging out, chilling, playing through all the Uncharted games, you know, watching some wrestling. I've been, uh, I, I actually almost canceled the podcast so I could continue on with Final Fantasy VII, but I decided uh, not to shirk my duties, and I'll do that after I get off this. But Here's the thing. if you were to do so, I would understand. Because you know this is my first time actually playing through this game. You tried to even play through it once, but uh, Final Fantasy X ruined me, so I was like, I can't go backwards. Like, after I saw how beautiful that game was, I can't go backwards. And what's so great about this, even when you finish this game, you won't be done with the story. Like it's just, it's not the full Final Fantasy VII. They like they took the first part of the game and expanded it into a full game. So there's still more to come later. Yeah, the, I was talking to someone uh, who played the original. And they said there are three discs, and from what he's seen, this isn't all three discs. No, no, it's only it's only the Midgard section, which is actually a pretty sh- small beginning part of the game originally, and they just expanded okay. it out with some more shit. And from what I've seen, is they've done a very good job of it. So yes. Um, outside of that, we've had a very rough week in wrestling. Some yes. bad things have happened. And uh, before we get into the podcast, we do the normal Travis sliding into Sasha's DMs and all that shit. I want to talk about that. Um, cause I'm not as heated as I would have been. Cause I actually had some decent conversations with some sensible motherfuckers on Twitter, but, uh, some of you really got me worked up calling me things like a bootlicker and saying my opinion is shit. Hmm. WWE released 38 employees, uh, some of those being independent contractors. Let me first off say that I am not happy about that. I don't enjoy that. I'm not condoning that. I am not defending WWE or saying what they did was right or any of that. What I am trying to do is something that I've seen Bully Ray do and Tommy Dreamer do and anyone else that's actually worked for WWE and most of the wrestlers who were released have not come out and said, Oh, WWE is this terrible, awful place. And we hate them. And how could they do this to us? It's you fans that are doing it. It is a business and it's not Vince McMahon. Like I know 
he has convinced us over the years through the stories and whatever that he is the end-all, be-all figurehead of the WWE. But when they went in public, there was a board of trustees, committees, all sorts of things that these decisions are handled by and come to. Vince may pick out who gets fired, but the decision to release people does not come from Vince McMahon. That is a corporate decision because it is a business, and that is how businesses work. And it sucks because I, a union employee, work for a business that does the same shit. And when it happens, it sucks. And I hate to see people let go. And I worry about my job. Luckily, I'm a union employee, so I have some more security. And mm -hmm. as I talked about on Twitter with somebody, wrestlers definitely need to unionize. Yeah, they need to. Good luck with that, but they need to. Also, there's a lot of talk about this $500 million emergency fund. Yes, WWE theoretically could take from this $500 million, this emergency fund, and use it and have continued to pay these people and kept them till, you know, April of next year or whatever. The issue with that is, A, do not forget that we are not running shows in arenas. If we are not running shows in arenas, we are not selling tickets. We are not selling merchandise at those shows. That is part of the WWE business model and business plan they have lost income from that source. It's no longer there. They lost a shit ton of money on WrestleMania. They had to refund people's tickets. They paid for a the venue. Money they spent on that too, yeah. Yeah. But, well, there so, is an insurance claim they have. Well, they can claim, I think somebody talked about their insurance with WrestleMania. If it's canceled because of a disaster or something like that, then they can, you know, they get some of that back. But Yeah, but as of right now, they still lost that money. And until that yeah. comes back, they've lost that. An emergency fund means an emergency. That means that it is the business's job to do whatever it can before it has to take from that money. And that includes releasing wrestlers. And yes, Corona is going on and it's awful. But listen, these people being released, they were bought out of their contracts. They weren't just fired and not given any more money. And as Bully Ray mentioned on his podcast, you know, it kind of depends on the wording of the contract. And that's up to the independent contractor to negotiate and so on and so forth to make sure that they're secure. But for the most part, these people were paid out of their contracts. They own houses bigger than mine and yours. They made way more money this year than you or I did. They will be fine. There are way more people out here who have lost their jobs, who don't make as much, who don't live in nice houses, who can't afford to pay their rent in their apartment or studio or whatever. Don't worry about the wrestlers. They, they'll figure something out. They will be fine. It does suck. It is terrible. It is awful. We do feel bad for him. You know, Drake Maverick really tugged on my heartstrings with that video he released on Twitter where he's crying, but he's also still got three matches left in this Cruiserweight tournament we're going to talk about. So before you decide that you're going to, and this is what basically the whole point was, before you decide you're going to go cancel your WWE subscription and you're going to stop watching the show and tank the ratings, remember that doing that is probably just going to lead to more people losing their jobs yeah, you might show WWE, oh, I'm really upset with you because these people lost their jobs, but you're probably just going to cost more people their jobs because you're taking away more money, more revenue. And that's where they're going to go. They're going to cut more jobs. They're not going to be like, oh, shit, we should have fired those guys. We won't fire any more people. They're going to keep cutting jobs. It's what they're going to do. You're hurting the talent more than you're hurting the company. Indeed, sir. Couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, it's like one of those things, I don't like it, but I understand. Like, yeah, no, I, 
I do not like it. It sucks. It really does suck. But I do yeah. understand when it happened. It's like okay, basically the way these cuts looked, it was like okay, so we're not doing house shows anymore. So all that house house show revenue is gone. So like you know they're running shows pretty much every day, and if they're not doing any of those shows besides the things that are going on on the TV. So honestly, at that point, if you're not on TV, then paying you doesn't make any sense. You know, so. Nope. It's kind of like, you know, you end up with the kind of shit you had at the end of WCW. People just getting paid to sit out at home, you know? Like, not doing that. It's probably best for you if we release you and open you up to do other things in your time, you know? Also, do not, I mean, try not to sit here and be like, why did this person stay and that person go? I did the same shit. In my defense, though, Gronk is not a wrestler, and <laughs> Gronk should have gone before anyone else. To be clear... <laughs> Yeah, I said Mojo too, and I'll recant that because Mojo actually is a wrestler, and it's yeah, not fair but he kind of went with that Gronk package, so it was just like I understand, yeah, that's why I understand I why you said it. <laughs> but it's not fair to say, oh, we should be firing these younger NXT talent, or oh, let go of older guys who have already achieved shit and keep the young. like. Don't do that because no matter what, someone's losing their job, except for Gronk, because Gronk doesn't need the WWE money. Gronk's set for fucking life with his NFL career and all that. Hmm. He's just there. Gronk can go. So I'm disappointed that WWE kept Gronk and fired other people. Well, what depends on what kind of contract Gronk has, though. Like, you know, what are they? how much are they paying him? What is he really getting paid for, you know? W one thing I will say is, how the fuck do we get rid of Luce, uh, Rusev and keep Lana? Which one would you rather look at? Rusev? He's a pretty man. Yeah, he is. Just Lana's prettier, though. I'm just saying, we got rid of Rusev, who is arguably a main event talent, but uh, his wife got to keep her job, and she's just there fucking up Bobby Lashley's career. So, of course, again, this is in jest. We don't want to see anyone lose their job. Travis, it is that time for the Spank Bank. Go ahead and slide into those DMs. While you're doing that... All right, we got a panda, cartoon panda with a magnifying glass. And still, despite Corona and COVID-19, Sasha has not responded to any of Travis's DMs of panda gifts. Patience, friend, patience. Come on, Sasha. All we want is what the fuck. We don't need, <laughs> we just, what the fuck. I made a mean gene pop toy what the fuck meme that I'm trying to get over. Someone get that to Sasha and have her send it back to us. Help me get that over. <laughs> I use it on Twitter all the time. I'm using it on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash smacking it raw at Matt Ritter. I'm using it all the time. I think it's awesome. I want it to be the new Picard. What the fuck? 
trying to make that get over. So good luck with that, man. You can't really be because Picard has so many because he's got that, but he also has the Picard face palm too. So this is just you know. I know, I know, I know. Then he's got the double um, with him and Riker both doing the face palm. Just, yeah, yeah. We don't deserve. We talked that, about Stewart, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We talked about the releases and we talked about how they suck and we're not happy about them. And you know, it's a rough time right now for those people. Um, I don't really think there's much else to say. The one issue I do take with WWE in the situation is that they politic to make themselves an essential business. And then yeah. they fired people. They said, we are essential. And then they picked a handful of people and said, but not you don't politic and say I'm an essential business and then immediately cut people. I do take an issue with that. Yeah. Um, XFL filed for bankruptcy and, Done. uh, XFL 2.0 is no more. We will not be yeah, getting this, a season two. I think three. we would have if it weren't for this pandemic, though. Oh, yeah. No, it was doing really well. Yeah, People really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. And then COVID fucked Vince hard. Yeah, yeah. And that was another company that said, you know, we've got money to operate for three seasons, and now they're filing for bankruptcy, and they're gone. So but Yeah, they have money to operate for three seasons as long as they could still, you know, operate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see any of the stuff from Ronda Rousey that's stirred up the internet? I've heard about it. Dude, so <laughs> she... This is I, such great shit to me, though, but go ahead. <laughs> I've got to believe she's shooting. Like, I've yeah. got to believe this is an angle for her to come back. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all... This she's is out work, here. man. It's a work. Yeah. Because here's the thing. You were saying, you know, that you think Becky should lose the title. I'm, I think you're wrong. However... What I think is should happen. We got money in the bank coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler wins money in the bank. All right. Okay. We get not at this Nick, not at not at the money in the bank pay-per-view, but sometime after that. We get Becky versus Nia Jax, right? Give me that Becky. Becky versus Nia Jax. Becky barely survives this match, right? Okay. Right after that match is over, here comes Ronda. Because Ronda's pissed because of her loss to her last year that she felt like wasn't really a loss. Cause remember, there was some weirdness about that. Her shoulders were down and all that kind of shit. So she's got to get that win back. She's pissed at Becky. So she beats the shit out of Becky. Then we get the Becky versus Ronda match. Ronda gets that W back. But then here comes Shayna Baszler. She cashes in on Ronda, gets that win, get that belt off of her. Then I like that. The only issue is the the thought process, and you know this has been the thought process forever. Is that if Ronda comes back, it is to lead to a four horsewomen versus four horsewomen match, which means that Shayna cashing in on Ronda would kind of derail that. If that is the route they are going, if that's if not that's the route they're route going. They're then going. yeah, hundred percent. Um. But she's been saying she's been calling wrestling fake. She's been talking about fucking ungrateful fans and how terrible we are. And why would she want to come back here when she could be at home with people who care about her? And I guess Naya has said that if Rhonda comes back, she will risk her job to punch her in the face. And we know what happens when Rhonda punches people in the face. Oh, she face breaks explodes. faces, bro. She yeah. breaks. Faces. I wish her finisher was the woman's right. Like. It or like sense. talk to Big Show, have him like have a thing where he teaches her how to do the WMD. <laughs> Maybe she could teach him how to do the WWE. <laughs> she's the one popping faces. Um, 
Yeah, so, like, I don't think it's a shoot. I think this is a work. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is all leading to Rondo's return and getting heat. Some people like it, some people don't. Personally, I do. I mean, if you can blur the lines and make people question, is this real or isn't this real, then you're doing something right. Exactly. Because we can't – it's hard to get as invested if you're living in a everything's fake and we know it's fake sort of thing. Like, it'd be like being a kid and knowing that the tooth fairy isn't real but trying to pretend – that when you put that tooth under there, it's not your parents giving you money that a magical fairy's going to fly in and do it. You're still going to take the money and you're going to enjoy it, but it ruins part of the joy. Right. And last but not least, I sent Travis an uh, audio clip and asked him to uh, insert it. So I'm sure he'll put it here when he listens back and edits this, uh, which he normally doesn't do, but we're going to do that. Uh, because, ladies and gentlemen, the first ever employee of the WWF, the legendary Hall of Famer and ring announcer, the Fink, Howard Finkel, has passed away. Yeah. So we're going to observe a moment of silence here and give Travis a spot to insert the audio um, as our tribute from the Smack and Raw podcast to one of the, if not the greatest ring announcer of all time, Howard Finkel. He is the voice that has hearkened in the reigns of champions. And the sound that has been stamped on some of the most memorable moments in WWE history. Only one of Shawn Michaels' feet hit the floor. He is the dean of WWE ring announcing, Howard Finkel. In a career that has spanned over four decades and an incalculable number of fashion seasons, Howard has established himself as arguably the greatest ring announcer in WWE history. And through it all, Howard has never been afraid to have a little fun, even if it was at his own expense. Howard has been the ultimate impersonator, and with DX done the chop, he's been tarred and feathered like a chicken, and thrown into slop. I hope that's kosher mud. He's been Jericho's lackey. You're fired, you idiot! And the Brits, Jr. He's been a bushwhacker as well. Oh, look at the feet! The bushwhacker's trap! He showed fancy footwork with a turkey, but over a tumbler he fell. He has worn the worst toupee you'll ever see. What do you think? And been punished by divas for acting obscene. Lillian just mounted Howard. What? And while he's done the best to wrestle his opponents bare. Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen. Howard's always the one left. All three of these women are triple teaming Howard. In his red underwear. (laughs) For being a loyal friend a stalwart announcer, and a man for whom a tuxedo isn't formal wear, but the only wear. You WWE fans will always have the thing. All right, Travis. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, or AEW? Where are we going? Because we got a full week of shit this week. Did you wait? First off, I did. Did you watch all four shows? I did. I did. I did. Okay. I knew you were going to ask me, too. Yeah, yeah. I watched them all. <laughs> You know, it's always a struggle to convince me to watch AEW every week, but I did it this week. I did. I did. Okay, okay. I watched AEW this week. I watched them all. <laughs> um, 
start with NXT. All right, we're going to kick it off with NXT. And we kick it off with Finn Balor versus Fabian Eichner. Now, this is a uh, continuation kind of slash pause on the story that they've been telling with Finn Balor challenging Walter for the title. Um, the Smacked Raw podcast, Vince and RN, uh, we're talking about how Walter's kind of like the big boss and the rest of Imperium are like the mini goons that Finn Balor's got to fight through before he can fight the main boss, mm -hmm. the main event. Um, they've really enjoyed that. I've actually been enjoying that too. Unfortunately, with Walter being an NXT UK talent uh, and the travel bans, it may be a while before we actually get to see Walter versus Finn Balor. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that um, Finn is over here. I expected him to be over in, over in Europe. I did too, and I don't know if they're going to continue or if they're going to get permission to continue to be uh, filming NXT UK. I'm actually like a week or two behind on it. Last one I watched, they still had a crowd, so I don't know how far along they got before, so we'll have to see how that goes. But uh, Finn defeats Fabian Eichner here. This was actually a pretty damn good match. I enjoyed it. I did. Um, I don't know, man. It's, um, what was the dude's name? Fabian Eichner. Where did he come from? Um, he was in NXT. He's Italian. He was part of a tag team. Then he went over to NXT UK when he joined up with Imperium and started tagging with. Uh, yeah, I remember guy. him from. He looked familiar and like outside of the Imperium thing. That's why I was wondering like where I knew him from. But anyway, um, yeah, it was fun. We, you know, he displaying the strength and all that kind of stuff to kind of give him a give us a taste of the kind of style that he'd be working against when he's fighting Walter and all that. It was cool. I enjoyed it. All right. Did you see uh, the Charlotte promo? The sit down interview with Charlotte. I did. Okay, so Charlotte sits down, basically talks about how she's the best. She's the best on Raw, the best on SmackDown, the best on NXT. She's beat everyone. She decided, I've beat Becky so many times and Bailey so many times, I'll beat someone new. And she did, Rhea Ripley. She said, you know, she put Rhea Ripley over. She said, Rhea really brought it to me. And as I said, if you go back and you watch that match, if you didn't really pay attention to it, it is a damn good match at WrestleMania, despite not having the crowd. Might have been a show stealer if there was a crowd there. Um, but then, interestingly enough, even though Io Shirai is technically the number one contender, she offers Mia Yim the first shot at Charlotte. It's interesting. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, it's an interesting direction direction to go. I guess they're like holding off on the on the Io Shirai match, but I really hope that they turn this around and make what Io has a, like a Money in the Bank style contract and not just like a set date contract. Um, it's also my understanding that Charlotte's first match on NXT was against Mia Yim. So that'd be interesting. Cause I think Mia Yim's hmm. kind of come and gone. Oh, okay. Um, she was in the first May Young Classic and then second May Young Classic and then got hired. Mercedes Martinez, same thing. She's kind of been in and out. Um, and now I think she's over with AEW. Did you see Aaliyah versus Zia Lee? No, I don't think so. Okay. Aaliyah doesn't survive. Okay. The plane, the plane, the plane crash. That is Zaylee. Um, we'll get back to that. Did you see Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Akira Tozawa? Yeah, I saw Swerve. All right, so I'm interested in this cruiserweight interim champion tournament. We talked about this. You're going to have the NXT cruiserweight champion here in America but you'll still have an NXT Cruiserweight champion over in Europe that is Jordan Devlin. 
and those two will fight. That's great. I don't like round robin tournaments. I didn't like it when they did with mixed match challenge. I don't like it here. Oh, this is a round robin tournament. Yeah, if you notice, they have a win loss record oh. at the bottom. So Tozawa defeated Swerve. Swerve is not eliminated, which means Swerve is still in the tournament, which is a good thing that Tozawa's not advancing over Swerve because I'd like to see Swerve do some more shit. Mm -hmm. But I don't like round-robin tournaments. Like, it's not my thing. I don't like it either. Now that you told me that, I'm less interested. But you're right. I do want to see more Swerve, even though, like, if if it was a winner advances thing, I would understand why Kira Tozawa advanced over Swerve, but I still like seeing Swerve. I want to see more Swerve. And Tozawa is a former Cruiserweight (laughs) champion as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did some great stuff over on 205 Live. I've heard. I uh, didn't watch 205 Live, but for more than like two weeks, so I couldn't tell you. But I've heard he did some great stuff. Um, <clears throat> Tegan Knox versus uh, yeah, Raina Gonzalez. Yeah, I saw that too. Raquel, Raquel. All right. How do you feel about them calling Tegan Knox Lady Kane? Call her what? Lady Kane. I have never heard that. When did they say that? It, uh, every time she's in a match on commentary, including this match. That's also her favorite wrestler was Kane. That's why she does the choke slam. They call her Lady Kane. Like, it's a dope moniker. Like, that's a dope nickname. I'd rather be Lady Kane than, like, God's greatest creation. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know, man. She doesn't do it for me anyway, so it's just... I guess. She doesn't entertain. Doesn't, ma- doesn't matter, though, because that's not what's important in this match. Knox beats Gonzalez, but what's important in this match is my new official favorite female NXT superstar to coincide with my wife is Shotzi Black. <laughs> Shotzi comes down with the assist, taking out Dakota Kai and allowing Tegan Knox to get that win. <laughs> Sounds like next week we're going to get Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai versus Shotzi Antigan and not trap I mean, she's got that it factor she has it. whatever it is she's got it there's something about Shotzi Blackheart that makes you want to watch her I almost kind of understand why people like Jeff Hardy <laughs> I need to see her come in with the tank though because I've yet to see that so and unfortunately that's probably not going to happen until we get arena yeah, back which yeah, sucks yeah, yeah. um did you see Dexter Loomis uh, versus Tahuti Miles? Yes. Okay. So, um, Dex- Dexter Loomis. How do you feel about Dexter Loomis? He's Travis, the motherfucker that he's he's the motherfucker with the gloves. He's just like all stoic and shit. He's uh, what I'd like to refer to as the Aryan racist champion. Yeah, I'm looking at him just like you know. I don't know how I feel about having this dude beat down the black guy. Like, it's just, it felt wrong, if Matt. It felt there wrong. There was, uh, dude, don't get me wrong. Like, the whole gimmick, this whole, like, Dexter gimmick, where he's kind of, like, uh, creepy. Like, that's my wheelhouse. That's horror movies. Like, that's my wheelhouse. Yeah, but, but also, like I'm watching this. Him, though. Like, <laughs> I'm watching this, and I'm like, if there were a race war, I feel like you're the Aryan races champion. Like, if they all pick the champion... And they it's put them so in the funny that you battle. say that. I didn't use those words when I thought this, but I had similar thoughts when I saw him. I'm like, was he designed by Hitler? Like, it's just... Aryan like, racist champion. I called him American history Dex. Um, I had a few other ones in there. 
yeah, yeah. But yeah, he creeped Blonde me out. Long hair, mustache. Yeah, yeah. It really it felt like you know, like like Hitler genetically engineered this dude, and it just felt wrong seeing him beat down the black dude. Uh, yeah. So Tahuti and the Blowfish loses to Dexter Loomis. And here, don't get me wrong, I have no special affinity for Tahuti Miles. Like, I don't know him from a can of paint, but... Oh, he's Tahuti and the Blowfish now. Okay, Tahuti and the Blowfish. Yes. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know him from a can of paint, so I don't care. Tahuti, yeah, I have no idea, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe his mama named him that you don't know his life. So, um, you know, we'll see. What happens with Dexter? Did you see the promo for El Heat? El Hijo del Fantasma. El Hijo del Fantasma. Yeah. I don't think so. All right. So he's a mass wrestler who is going to be. I did see ah, that. We'll get to I did see that. Okay. I did see that. I saw it. What didn't you see then? You've, oh, well, you didn't see Ali versus Ali. Um, yeah. So I think, and, uh, you know, the Smack Raw podcast talked about this as well. This might be the leader of a mass wrestling faction, or at least. You know, I talked to you, uh, the two not good enough for Hulu segments where Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde got kidnapped by two guys in luchador masks and thrown into a van. And I talked about, I joked about how it was the Dark Order. Um, with the suit and the mask and everything, like, he looks like he might be behind that. Like, he might be the head of that. And we might be getting a serious luchador faction, unlike the Lucha House Party which is a not-so-serious luchador faction. No, they're just here to take bumps. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I'd enjoy that. Uh, did you see the stuff with Adam Cole and Velveteen? Yeah, sitting at his pool and shit, yeah. Yeah. So Adam Cole says no one's worthy. He was supposed to show up. He was supposed to have a face-to-face with Dream. We're waiting for it all night. He, was like, he, he didn't show up. He's like, <laughs> I got no reason to show up. No one's worthy of challenging me. And then the Dream holds a press conference and calls Adam Cole the greatest NXT champion in history. And then the greatest NXT champion in history took issue with those words. <laughs> Finn Balor lets the Dream know he is the greatest NXT champion ever. And if he continues to disrespect him, he will have a date with the Prince. Finn Balor should have chose his words more carefully because there's nothing more the dream would love than a date with the prince. So we asked him to be a gentleman and pick him up next Wednesday, which means next week we are getting Finn Balor versus Velveteen Dream and Travis with that Finn Balor Walter story being put on pause. This matchup I'm fucking hyped for. Like, oh yeah, I'm I down. I'm down. And the thing is, like you said, like there's nothing more that he would want more than the date with the prince. And it's just like, bruh. I fucking love the dream, man. He's <laughs> fucking great. Fantastic. Fucking fantastic. Oh, um, man. It's just like, because I, I remember seeing him, I remember seeing clips and stuff when he first showed up, like as the Velveteen Dream, and I'm like, oh, this is different. They'll never let that get over, though. And I thought, I just dismissed it. And then, you know, a while later, I saw more. I'm like, oh, they letting this happen. Oh, they are letting it. Okay. <laughs> I personally believe that Velveteen Dream hit that next gear and got over in that feud with Aleister Black. Like, I think that that took both those guys. That feud there kind of bumped both those guys up. Um, I can believe that because the match, you made me watch that one. And, like, it hooked me, and I didn't even follow the whole feud, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Then we had our NXT Tag Team Champion, Matt Riddle, who could not be joined by his tag team partner because he is trapped over in the UK. Defending their titles against the Undisputed Era's Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong, which is a un- – so we've seen Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. We've seen Riley and Fish. We have not – this is the first time we've seen Fish and Strong team together. They're all the um, same dude to me, but I got I, I know they are. Um, like there's Adam Cole and there's those other three. I don't know who those other three are. <laughs> I'm super disappointed because I expected him to have Keith Lee come out because I've been privy to information that those two used to team up on the indies. Mm-hmm. And because Keith Lee defeated Roderick Strong for the North American title and has had issues with the Undisputed Era, I was like, all right, cool. We're going to get – and they've teamed together before. We're going to get Riddle and Lee. That made sense to me. I was down for that. We didn't get that. Instead, we got Timothy Thatcher. I didn't know who the fuck Timothy Thatcher was. I was hoping you could tell me. Apparently, Timothy Thatcher is a bad motherfucker from the independent wrestling scene. Um, He's very much like a William Regal as far as, like, wrestling style. And, you know, he's a more technical, serious sort of wrestler, kind of like a Pete Dunne, but, like, even more intense and um from what i heard from rn from like i said the smack raw podcast who watches evolve and all these independent shows he was talking about it he said we didn't even really get to see like the real intensity and shit of timothy thatcher here like he's way more than even what they showed here he was just kind of filling the pete dunn role in this match Mm -hmm. um but he was signed when they signed killer cross um it was announced that he was signed i mean it made sense he he did fill that Pete Dunn role. Came in, he did it. He did his thing. He was all right. Yeah, served a purpose. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm not the biggest Matt Riddle fan anyway, so it was just like whatever. Yeah, me neither. Um, motherfucker stole my name. <laughs> they defeat the Undisputed Era and retain their titles, and it looks like Timothy Thatcher is also an interim tag team champion until COVID nineteen goes away. And then I turned this off, but thank you, Twitter, for showing this to me because I missed it. I turned it off after that match because that was the main event. Didn't think anything else was going on. Didn't even cross my mind that they had talked about Johnny Gargano wanting to see what Tommaso Ciampa had to say. I got to see it on Twitter, so I didn't miss it. Ciampa concedes. Ciampa says he's done with Johnny and his wife. It's over. And then he gets beat to shit. Dragged out of the camera view, surprised us all. We see a face kind of crawl up, blurred into the camera, and a set of boots step into the frame. Travis, this is Killer Cross, or as he'll be known in NXT, Carrion Cross, and his wife, Scarlett Bordeaux. God only knows what they're going to call her. A lot of people are happy, aren't happy that they, they're not calling him Killer Cross. I have a theory behind that. Everyone's like, oh, WWE says PG, so we can't say Killer. That's not it. You got Killer Kelly. You had Killer Kowalski. Like, that's not the issue. The word Killer isn't the issue. This is actually smart by Killer Cross because should he want to leave WWE, he still gets to be Killer Cross because WWE has to sell merch, and they want rights to the name on the merchandise they sell. And his real name isn't Killer Cross. (laughs) 
It's not like John Cena where this is his real name. Right. So by changing his name to Carrion, which apparently spelled with a C means like the decaying flesh of an animal or something like that, which I guess fits with the gimmick that he runs. Like he did some shit in TNA I, from my understanding. I know Scarlett was over there. That was well after I'd stopped watching. I mean, I, I didn't see a lot of TNA. Um, he gets to keep his name. So if like with EC3 or Bobby Roode or Drake Maverick or any of these other talents who have come over and not in wrestling fans opinions, been utilized to or lived up to their potential. He has to leave when he leaves. He still gets to be killer cross. WWE doesn't own the name killer cross. Yeah. So let him be carrying. Let him, let's see what he does. Stop freaking out and whining about it. This is actually better for you. Killer cross fans because if he does leave, He's golden. Yeah. And they could they could still call him Killer Carrion Cross. No, they can't because that's KKK. That's <laughs> Don't do that. Do well, not do Well, you that. said they spelled it with a C, though, didn't they? Uh, Carrion no, no. spelled with a C? The actual word Carrion is spelled with a C, but they spell his name with a K. Oh, yeah, don't do that. With the K, cross with a K. Yeah, don't do that. Do not no, call him Killer no, Carrion Cross. No, don't do, don't do that. Don't do that. Never mind. Uh, fuck it, Travis. We had a full show, and it doesn't look like Corona's going anywhere, so we're going back to it. Uh, not good enough for Hulu, NXT edition. Aaliyah loses to Zia Lee, and apparently that's all Travis didn't see. One match. Yeah. Probably, probably cut down some others. Yeah, that's what um, NXT, spit or swallow? Mm, I'll swallow it. It feels fine. You're going to swallow NXT? All right. Um, yeah, I will, too. Uh, they did some really good story time telling um the cold dream finn balor stuff was great we had great wrestling um two debuts i'm down with it you know oh uh, we didn't even talk about how dexter loomis was chilling in the quote-unquote crowd during that tag team match just standing there like a fucking creep too oh i didn't even notice that oh yeah that, that happened uh raw AEW, or smackdown um SmackDown. SmackDown, for the first time in a very long time, ladies and gentlemen, was actually a decent fucking show. Oh, smacking it wrong. Don't uh, you dare be sour. Oh, you're for your world famous eight time champs. And feel the power. We're just, we're just gonna fast forward to the end, then, huh? I mean, that's really all I wanted to talk about. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. No, all so I wanted to talk about was just the most important thing that I wanted to talk about. But anyway, go ahead. I'll disagree, but uh, no, no, no. Tra- Travis brought up. We're there. We had a triple threat singles match for the tag team titles, and the title changed. Big E with a big ending on the Miz wins the tag team titles. The New Day becomes eight-time tag team champions. You know, Matt, that's all well and good, and I'm very happy for that. But then an idea was put into my head a little while ago. There needs to be some evolution happening here. Because, you know, the New Day as a trio, once they're a trio again, you know, 
eventually when Xavier Woods can walk normally again. Um, you know, they defend the title as a trio, you know, under the Freebird rules, you know. I think it's time to evolve that and create, you know, New Day rules. I need them to win a singles title and all three defend that singles title under what we call the New Day rules. So you never know which one you're facing. So they're all the Intercontinental Champion. But you have a title match, but you don't know who it's against. And if and depending on that, we can get one of three very different matches. That would be fun. I would love to see that. Do it like for the IC title, the U.S. title. Don't do it for the world title because that would piss people off. But do it for the IC title or the U.S. title. No, I'm down with that. That's, a, that's actually a great idea. I was just thinking that uh, Vince isn't going to let black people do that first. But other than that, no, that's a fantastic <laughs> idea. Probably not. But that would be so fucking dope. <laughs> Back at the beginning of SmackDown, we saw a moment of bliss with Braun Strowman. Team Little Big is reunited. They talk about his issues with Bray Wyatt, the things Bray Wyatt said last week on SmackDown. Braun claims to know how Bray Wyatt thinks, and he's already lost. Because if you think you know how Bray Wyatt thinks, <laughs> you're already behind the curve. Nobody Bray Wyatt doesn't even know how Bray Wyatt thinks. Exactly. So. So, Braun, you've already lost. And then he finds a present, and Alexa insists that he didn't get him the present, but he's ignoring her because that's what men do is they ignore women when they talk, and, you know, great. Um, picks up the present, thanks her for it. She's like, no, seriously, like, I didn't get you shit. And he goes, no, 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 team little big. Like, dude, she didn't get you the present. You might want to be worried about this. Yeah, that made him seem like an idiot, but, you know. Uh, he opens it up, and it is a – the smashed black sheep mask that he used to wear when he was part of the Wyatt family. And then we got some really bad repeated laugh track of Bray Wyatt laughing. Yeah, that was they, weird. Why'd they do the same laugh over and over again? I don't know. I, that even bothered me. And then they did the old school Bray Wyatt family, like mixed video cut in thing. Mm -hmm. um, showed Bray and Braun with the mask on. Braun's looking at it. It's an actually, it's an interesting segment. It's a cool story that they're telling. Yeah, the laugh just, just killed forward. it for me, though. It has been confirmed that it will be Braun Strowman versus Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend. Hmm. This may be the way to get around whether or not Bray wins this match, though. People are still going to be upset. The internet's going to be pissed if Bray loses. They're pissed anytime he loses. People love Bray Wyatt. Yeah. You got to give him a good reason why he loses. Goldberg was not a good reason to lose. As a matter of fact, I was talking to – when I was uh, doing that March Madness, they brought that up, and I was like, listen, Goldberg didn't beat Bray Wyatt because that is non-canon Saudi shit. And on the Smack and Raw podcast, we don't talk about non-canon Saudi shit. Yeah, yeah. That didn't happen. That's Dragon Ball GT. We don't exactly, talk about it. Exactly. Saudi Arabia shows are the Dragon Ball GT of the WWE universe. And we don't talk about that here. We don't. We don't. It didn't happen. Uh, then we got Goldberg Sasha. stole that belt and was just walking around with it, and Braun took it back. And Bray didn't care enough about it because he had other things to worry about. Exactly. Exactly. And now, and now he wants it back, and maybe he'll get it back. Um, yes, yeah, property was stolen from him. Of course, eventually he's going to want it back. 
she put that there? Uh, Sasha takes on Tamina. Mm-hmm. Sasha loses to Tamina. Yeah. Which means Sasha has now cost Bailey or is now allowed Tamina to get a shot at Bailey for the title, I believe. Yeah. yeah that was the yeah, yeah. that was caveat. Yeah. yeah. No, that's important. What's important is Lacey Evans came down, got involved, helped Tamina get the win, and then we go backstage and Lacey pulls out of her glove her hand and on it she's got a big uh Red circle with a slash through it that has Sasha's name on it. And I need to know if that is how she lets her husband know he's not getting a hand job. She just draws that on there. And when he asks for one, she just holds it up and says, no, not tonight. No hand to Jay tonight. That is the question. Is that how she communicates? Maybe. But then you got to think that leaves other things open. Because, you know, that means like, you, does that mean you're going to do it with no hands tonight? Is that what's happening? Like, you know. Girl, the way you move it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Are we tying your hands behind your back first? Like, what's going on? What What are we doing here? <laughs> oh. Yep, yep. This is your fault. You took it there. I did, I did. I 100% did. Um, she is on an anti-Sasha mission, though, and she's not going to stop until apparently she has destroyed Sasha. Yeah. I'm still, you know how I feel about Lacey Evans as a face. So it's just, it yeah. just doesn't do it for me. It's like, eh. Speaking of doesn't do it for me, we had Sheamus who had that big hyped promo package about him coming back and him, you know, teaching the SmackDown roster a lesson and all this stuff. And then they stuck him with Shorty G and Apollo Crews. Now he's beating a jobber. And then he's mad about them talking about Jeff Hardy during a match yeah. that nobody cared about. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. And then we got a preview for the life and crimes of Jeff Hardy, uh, where we talk about how he used to be a really shitty person. He used to do a lot of bad shit, but he got better, but he didn't really get better because he keeps doing the dumb shit. I mean, it's but better he, than he was. Yeah. Like he does the shit, but not as much as he used to do the shit. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Then the biggest upset of the fucking night. We have a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Sir. Women's Money in the Bank. Sir. I was shocked. How in the fuck did Naomi lose to I fucking was Dana Brooke? shooketh to my very core, sir. How do you have this Money in the Bank match without Naomi in it? That's one what your, I was saying on Twitter. I was one of your superstars who are capable of some of the most athletic feats on your roster, and you don't have her in this match? Are you insane? Not just that. I was talking to SES Vince um, on Twitter, and I, I was talking about she has been the highlight of the last two women's Money in the Bank matches. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, the, the stuff that her and Kofi have done in the Royal Rumble, that's cute, all right? that It's not – I think we make a bigger deal out of it than it really is, especially with her. Like, she's done some cool shit, but it's not uh, – we saw it with Kofi, and Kofi's kind of – killed it for everyone else when you try and pull that cute shit like it was cool for her because she's like the kofi of the women but it's still just she's doing kofi shit in this money in the bank ladder match she was the fucking highlight reel she killed these money in the bank ladder matches you should not have a money in the bank ladder match without her in it so i'm hoping as vince said that we get a second chance uh match 
to get one of the women who loses mm -hmm. put into the match and Naomi wins that because you can't have this match without her. Yeah, man, because it's like, you know, like you said, she was the highlight reel in this match. It was like, you know, it's like my boy Shelton Benjamin, also known as Shelton Benjamin, the gold standard. Like, yeah, man. Like, you just you look forward to seeing what they're going to do in this match. Remember when he ran up the ladder and did that clothesline? Like, oh. the, only the only difference is uh, you look forward to seeing what Naomi does every time she hits the screen as opposed to Shelton, who you just hope to see in a ladder match because he's got nothing else to offer. Um, you disrespectful motherfucker. How dare you? Speak of the gold standard like that. Am I muted again? No. no. Oh, okay. It looked like you were muting me. Um, I thought about it, about but like he can't no. cut a promo. He doesn't have to talk. He just needs to perform, sir, and he does it better than almost anyone else. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, I disagree. Not that he does it almost better than anyone else. He is a talented ass performer, but lacking any sort of personality whatsoever has really put a damper on his career. Cause even if he had like a little bit of personality, just like a cut hair personality, he would have done much more in this business than he has right now. He's just a victim of the fact that managers stopped being a thing when he came around. Yeah. Um, money imagine, in the imagine, bank. Imagine him having Paul Heyman. Anyway, go ahead. Money in the bank has taken place on the roof of the fucking building. Travis. Yeah, they're getting us something different that we're going to get, like, you know, a real, like, you know, another one of those WrestleMania-style things where they, they put this together, they edit it up, they're going to they're gonna give us something special. And I'm looking I don't even to know it. how they're going to do it, but I'm so excited to see Money in the Bank on the roof of a fucking building. Yeah. And yeah. then someone said, we need to do Money in, or Royal Rumble off the roof of the building. Oh. Yeah, put them on the roof and put the ropes around the end of the building. You don't even need to do that. You do with them what you did with Big Show or uh, with the Giant and Hulk Hogan. You get thrown off the roof, you're eliminated. <laughs> Everyone's resurrected before the main event of the night. <laughs> I'm down for that. I'm down. Um, you have everybody get thrown off to, to die, but you have the Undertaker down there to resurrect everybody? Exactly. <laughs> Give him something to do. He's just sitting down there chanting. But <laughs> else. The whole time. <laughs> Alistair Black gets thrown out, but he levitates back into the roof, <laughs> surrounded by candles. He falls all the way off when he stops. He just... <laughs> Bray, gets, Bray gets thrown out, lands in the Firefly Funhouse. Comes back as the Fiend. Yep. Like, he started uh, off as Bray, and he comes back I as the I really fiend. hope they do that. I, I want them to do what they did with Mick Foley, and I want to see Bray and the Fiend in a Royal Rumble mm -hmm. as separate entries. Um, that was such a fun Rumble, too. <laughs> Then we got my favorite part of SmackDown, and that was the promo from Sonya Deville on Mandy Rose. She wanted the face-to-face. -face. She wanted to tell Mandy how she felt. Travis and I both thought we were finally going to get that lesbian storyline <laughs> that really I've been did. dying for. I really did. And they took it away again. But they gave but us this something was great. great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this was great. Like, Sonya went off about living in Mandy's shadow, being the blurry face in her entrances, blah, blah, blah. True, and she was. <laughs> When she's the one that has all the in-ring talent and she's this and she's that and she's the better wrestler and performer and blah, 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 blah. 
she was trying to advance their career by getting Dolph and Mandy together so Dolph could help them win tag team titles and do stuff. Mandy just had to fuck everything up. I really, really thought the I love you was coming. and the, I, love I did, you too. Came. I really thought it was, too. I'm like, oh, she's going to do it. Matt's finally going to get what he wants. Nope. <laughs> Dolph comes down and begs for forgiveness from Mandy. Sonya punches Mandy in the face. Oh, yeah, Otis you set up the part down. when Sonya was talking about, yeah, you know, Dolph was like, is actually does really like you, blah, 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 blah. And then he started, you know, pleading. I don't believe like, that. I don't either. But then he starts pleading with her and all that kind of shit. I'm like, don't you fall for it. Don't you fall for I cut, it. I cut that part out on purpose because when I look at Dolph Ziggler, I truly, honestly believe he does not care about a single goddamn person on this earth. Except There's something himself. about his face that makes me believe that he just does not give a shit about anyone. Yeah, yeah. Dolph only cares about Dolph. Yeah. Uh, Otis comes down because Sonya punched Mandy. He goes after Dolph. We think that Sonya and Dolph are taken off. Dolph comes back, misses a shot on Otis, gets knocked down, catches a caterpillar. Mandy and Otis end the night together in each other's arms as Sonya and Dolph slink to the back. This has been the best storytelling like from the beginning to the end and now, or not even the end from beginning to now, like the whole thing and the way they've done it and the way they threw us off and fucked us for a few weeks, making us think that they were just going to fuck Otis over mm -hmm. and do the main right up, right up to rest, right up to the end of the match at WrestleMania. I thought they were going to fuck him over. Like I was ready for it because I know that's what they like to do. They just build me up to knock me down, but they didn't. And Mandy Rose looked fucking fantastic tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I yeah. posted on Twitter uh, a screenshot of a conversation I had with Kate where I told her that, you know, what was going on was great. So she rewound it because she wasn't really paying attention. And she said something about Mandy's makeup. And I was like, Mandy was wearing makeup? I only saw shorts, nylons, and boots. Yeah. 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 And, and then, then she, she took a jacket off and it was just, yeah. 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 It was just. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Bryan defeats Cesaro for a Money in the Bank shot or uh, entry into the Money in the Bank match. Uh, Corbin beats up Elias backstage. How'd you feel about that? Because in my opinion, this is the Baron Corbin we should have been getting for a while now. This is a Baron Corbin that would have made that feud if they had gotten rid of the dog food with Roman Reigns mm -hmm. feel more credible and more important if this was the guy facing Roman Reigns, not the guy we got. Yeah, you're probably right there. It's just, you know, a little too little too late for me. But did we talk about the dude with the with the, the truth will come out? Did we get to that yet? Not yet. Okay. I'm just making sure we didn't skip that shit because I want to know what the fuck's happening here. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, there's the hacker that exposed uh, Sonya Deville and Dolph Ziggler. He is back. He put up a picture of four tag teams. Uh, you had Miz and Morrison. Sasha and Bailey, Bliss and Cross, and uh, the New Day. I don't remember, and and the New Day, and he said that the truth will come out. Some of these are uh, some people keep their friends close, and others are keeping their enemies even closer. And I'm like, correct. Mm, who now is the it? Log Sasha. The and logical Bailey, thought here is Sasha and Bailey, but yeah. as we have seen over the last 17 years that we have watched Sasha and Bailey together. They just keep telling us that they're going to do that and not doing it. 
Mm-hmm. They have been catfishing us with this Sasha Bailey breakup story for 15 goddamn years. <laughs> they've been, yeah, they have. It feels like they've been dangling that carrot in front of us since we were like, you know, eight years old. I, you know what this reminds me of? And I talked about this on Twitter as well, Travis. GTV? GTV. Yeah, I thought about that too. Oh my God. Hopefully this actually turns into something because GTV never turned into anything. Well, we never had someone behind GTV. We just got GTV segments. We actually have yeah. a physical presence here. A lot of people, including myself, believe that it's Mustafa Ali based on the, the light circle pattern and all that and him being out for as long as he's been out and ready to come back. Um, I'd be very interested as to see why Mustafa Ali decided to expose everyone and where he learned his hacking ability. Um mm-hmm. But I also really want to see more GTV-esque, like, in the – like, when we talked about on Twitter, where you got the Big Show and Val Venus in the urinal stalls, and Val Venus looks over at Big Show and says, huh, they call you the Big Show? <laughs> Shit like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what I need to see. I like need more uh, of that. Mark Henry and uh and D'Lo in the bathroom. Mark Henry take, taking this, like, nasty-ass shit. <laughs> that's what I want from this. On top of, like – Real exposures and stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. Throw in real stuff too, but like at the same time, just just a, just a couple of random weird funny things just for the kick of it, you know. No, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Um, did you have anything else you want to touch on with the uh, the hacker? Do you have? Do you think it's Sasha and Bailey, or do you think maybe think- this could be the thing? that Travis has been dreading for a very long time. I was just about to say that. Like, I'm afraid that it might actually be the new day though. It better not be, but I really love Sasha and Bailey. Not a pizza bet, not a pizza (laughs) bet. And also not a Matt gives Travis $1,000 to buy a Brahma bull belt bet. We will think of something else. If it is the new day, I'm putting money on Xavier Woods being the one to break up the new day. I feel like if anyone was going to break the New Day up, it's going to be Xavier. It would kind of make sense if it was him, but yeah, we'll see. If if it is the New Day, then it would make sense to be Xavier Woods, because then that would break the whole thing up. Um, yeah, for something to do while he's you know sitting around at home not doing shit, you know. Yeah. Well, he's doing shit because he's doing all this up, up, down, what, down stuff and all that. What stuff. if we found out that Xavier Woods is not only the bad guy, but Xavier Woods is the hacker because he is. That's what know, I mean. Yeah. Up, up, oh, that's what I thought you meant. That's up, not what you meant. No, I meant he was going to be the the enemy or the friend that keeps his enemies closer. He was going to be. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I thought you meant him being the hacker. Yeah, that's what I was talking no. about. Oh, no. Yeah, no, that, that'd be great, too. If he was the hacker and broke up the New Day because he was the hacker, mm-hmm. that'd be interesting. That'd be a cool new gimmick. Because it's one of those things that would make sense because he's, you know, close with both of them. So they both probably would have told him things that they didn't want him to tell the other. And he exposes that shit, breaks it up. Like, yeah, you're not going to overlook me no more. And then, boom. But they can't break up until they all share the IC title. (laughs) That still needs to happen. We still need the New Day rules with the IC title or U.S. title. Smackdown, spit or swallow? I'm swallowing. Oh, yeah. I'm swallowing this week, too. Yeah. And that's the first time I've swallowed Smackdown in a long time. <laughs> it is. It is. Indeed. It doesn't taste right. 
<laughs> Put a little hot sauce on it, bro. But um, let's go to AEW. Didn't even have to ask. Uh, all right. What did you think AEW this week? Because you got to finally see wrestling in front of a crowd of wrestlers. And you got to compare that to what you've seen from WWE. Now, I've seen it for the last few weeks. Did you like this better having five, six guys ringside heels on one side, faces on the other, giving us some noise during the matches? That was good. I liked that. I I did like that. Um, It was, (laughs) once again, it's going to sound like a dig, but it's not. It sounded like, it felt like an NXT show just with no chance. Okay. That's the way that felt to me. It felt like an NXT show with no chance. Um. I enjoyed that though. Um, I wish Billy Gunn did more though, because him being right there as people come out, I want to see him fuck with people just because he's Billy Gunn. But him uh, and his son, and I need to see more personality. Like as much personality as Billy Gunn has, I need to see more from his son. I didn't even know that was his son. Yeah, Um, they're they're the Gun Club, and it is Billy and his son. hmm. Okay, but yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good, good, good shit. So for the second or third week in a row, we opened up with a Jake the Snake promo. And, I mean, it's a fucking Jake the Snake promo. It's a pre-taped Jake Snit sitting down being Jake Jake shit. Mm-hmm. Like, being Jake the Snake. It's one of those things, like, he talks, you just, like, you just, you feel uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. you feel like at any moment this can turn bad. <laughs> it's like, he's on your TV, but it feels like he's sitting in the room right in front of you when he's talking to you. And it's just, you like, you just kind of like the whole time you kind of, your fist is clenched. Like, mm. <laughs> Jake the Snake's promos are like watching a movie when you know that the guy that just came over is the uncle that's going to fuck a little kid in the closet. You see it coming. <laughs> it's like, no, I, I wasn't going to say get out of there. I wasn't going to say that. I thought maybe you're going to say he's going to, you know, you know, kill the nephew, but you, you went to fucking the kid in the closet thing. I was, well, I was, that's what uncles do. They, they diddle kids in the closet and then you're sitting there, you look up and you see all these terrible board games like risk or Candyland or, you know, well, as, as an uncle, I would say that's certainly not what uncles do. Um, well, that no, I didn't say all uncles, Travis, bad uncles. He is the bad uncle. That's what I said. When you're watching a movie and you get that uncomfortable scene, where this uncle is left with the child, and you're like, no, something bad is about to happen. Get that kid out of there. And then you I'm said, exactly. and, you, and then you that. said, that's what uncles do. All right, I'm gonna need you to specify. Bad uncles. That's what bad <laughs> uncles do. That's never happened to me. Me neither. That's what bad uncles in movies do. <laughs> and not uncle. Uh, we gotta move on. To this. We spent way too much time talking about that uh we open up the show after jake's promo with his client lance archer defeating colt cabana and i believe this is both the first time you've seen lance archer and colt cabana compete in singles matches negative i saw colt cabana okay but yes first time seeing lance archer and Eh. i wasn't like blown away by it but he was cool he definitely has that big man uh, style, big man feel to him. Um, he has, yeah, he does, and it's funny because they talked about how you know how big he was and all that, and they're like, yeah, he's six foot seven, blah 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 blah. I'm like, huh, that's a big man here, huh? Like, <laughs> 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 oh man, and it was just like, and I didn't even mean to do that in my head, 
But that's the first thing that popped into my head when they said his item. Like, oh, that's a big man in AEW. That's cute. Not just in AEW, though, because we were talking about this, and I can't remember who the fuck we were talking about, but I was sitting there. It had to have been during Monday Night Raw. I was talking with Kate. We were looking at something. We're like, man, he looks so much bigger than he really is. And we looked up his height, and he was, like, under six foot or maybe – no, he looked so much bigger than he was. He was, like, six foot four, and I'm like, that is, like, the height of – regular main eventers back in when like that's triple h stone cold the rock like they were yeah. six three six four six five like that was average height that was yeah. not a big man height this is a big man yeah big I man height is like six foot ten you know undertaker kane kevin nash you know braun Strowman. these guys are the big men you know everybody else is just like yo this is just the regular dudes that who are just swole you know but even now, because you have so many smaller wrestlers, you got guys. I mean, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan are considered big men, but they're not, you know, the same height as Braun Strowman or Big Show or Undertaker, or Kevin Nash, so on and so forth. They're a couple inches shorter. They're that six seven range. But now, because we've trended to smaller wrestlers, shorter wrestlers being main eventers guys that would be the average height of a regular main eventer back when we grew up are now considered big men. Yeah. How did you feel about the Britt Baker promo and match? Uh, and the, the promo Sox. didn't do it for me. It was just like, really? Yeah, whatever. Um, you didn't like the whole role model, <laughs> uh, first rule of being a role model fighting fair thing. Cause it worked for me up until she pulled out the Novocaine needle. And then I was like, well, there's no one in the room. What the fuck are you going to do with that? I don't know. It was just like, yeah, it just, whatever. I don't know. Nothing about it was that special to me. I mean, I I can see why people liked it, but for me, it was just like, yeah, okay. We, can we move on? Um, who was her match against again? Cassandra Gold. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a, the, the other black person that they just jobbed out this week. Um, hey, 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 now, hold on. To be fair, to be fair, both AEW and WWE are giving independent wrestlers who have nowhere else to wrestle jobs and they're jobs. paying black people <laughs> jobs. Travis, <laughs> they're paying black people to be on TV. All right. I hear you. Like they could go find a hundred white people and put them in the same spot. They handpicked these black people and paid them. When no mm-hmm. one else is, mm-hmm. so let's not be yeah. so. Dismissive. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that analogy I was talking about before, where you know they come in, they turn your water off for three days, and they come back with a bottle of water and say, "Here, be thankful." Yeah, except AEW didn't turn the water off. No, they've no, but they never turned it on. They can't turn it on. They can't just restart the economy and let they shows can, go back to being shows. They can start theirs. They have started theirs by bringing these people in and letting them get on TV and giving them a payday. Before That's exactly this, what they did here. Before all this COVID shit happened, how many of them were on there, though? Actually doing something. I have no idea. They've got such. They've got a talent roster that we haven't even fucking begin to see. Exactly. Because I'm not watching AEW Dark. I don't know who's on their roster or not. Exactly. These are local talent. That's what they're there for. They're there to lose matches and put over the stars. Okay. But they're still wrestling, whereas they might not be wrestling anywhere else. 
they won't be wrestling anywhere else because nowhere else is putting on I'm shows. talking about more than this particular situation. I'm talking about AEW in general. But but I'm talking specifically right now during COVID. Let's okay. not knock the fact that they're giving people what drinks. I'm. But that's not what I was talking about, though. You were talking about this particular situation. I started the conversation. Can't tell me what my conversation is about. Sure, I can. It's not how this works, sir. It does. No, no. But anyway, yes, that match. It was. It is. It was what it was. It was. You know. It was. It well, was to. You, it was to put Britt Baker over, and it did that. So it was cool. You got to see her interactions with Hikaru Shida, who busted her open last week, and you got to see what I was kind of telling you about, where she kind of talks to the camera during her matches, and she sits down and poses. Yeah, while she was hanging on the ropes and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're doing much better with Britt Baker than what we saw when we first started watching AEW. Mm-hmm. And she was a baby face and boring as fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember that. So, yeah. Um, what'd you Very think of the bubbly bunch? And Jericho on commentary. Oh, I love Jericho on commentary. I enjoyed the fuck out of that all night. Um, bubbly bunch. Remind me who the fuck that was. That was all of the members of uh, the inner circle talking to each other. Oh, that thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't like that, but that's just me. It was just like, yeah, this seems forced. I don't like it. Then, uh, and again, when we were talking earlier, we were specifically talking, I was specifically talking about what's going on in this current climate and situation where independent wrestlers are not working. So I appreciate AEW and WWE bringing in local talent and giving them spots to wrestle. One of those local talents, I'm assuming a local talent anyway, or one of those guys who I don't think is signed to a contract was Suge D. And he yes. was here Suge to D. lose to Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. Another one. Here's the thing, Travis. <laughs> Any other time, I'd agree with you. 100%. <laughs> you know I would. Oh, man. Any other time. Oh, man. I had to do it again, though. Like, you, you knew I had to. You know I had to. It's just like, I know. Hey, guess what? And like I said, <laughs> any other time, I'd agree with you 100%. I'd be like, yeah, no, that's fucked up. But they're giving people jobs, and I can't knock them for giving people jobs who otherwise wouldn't be working. In this particular situation, yes, I'll give you that. Um, Kip Sabian defeats uh, the least entertaining member of the Best Friends. Yeah, you the one that doesn't wear Chuck Taylor's or likes to call himself Chuck Taylor? Yeah, that guy. Oh, my. Yeah. We had some fun shit with uh, your boy Orange Cassidy here, though. What did he do? He got on the apron, got involved a little bit. Yeah, and took a DDT. Yeah. Fun (laughs) shit. No, that wasn't fun. That's what I'm like. What fun shit are you talking about? What did I miss? Like, he just got up there and then took a DDT. That's all that happened. Uh, We got... Sean Spears also defeating any talent. So that's three independent wrestlers who otherwise wouldn't be working, who got a payday for this show. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know if you know about this, Travis, but Tony Khan, AEW's Vince McMahon, kind of, has touted the Mox versus Hager match as the greatest match in AEW history. The most anticipated match in AEW history. He even said that this is the greatest 
empty arena match of all time. They hyped the shit out of this match. Last week, we had the HBO Boxing X documentaries with Hager um, and his wife. This week, we had Ron Funches and MMA personalities. By and the way, by the way, speaking of Ron Funches, because I got words for Ron Funches. Hold on. Do not insult that man. I got words for Ron Funches, all right? He is a treasure. Have you heard I him giggle? I heard Ron Funches do several things. I've watched his stand-ups. I am a fan He's of Ron fantastic. Funches. I am a fan of his, but I got words for him. Do you remember a while back when he was getting all shitty about WWE and their, you know, the, the racial stereotypes that they portray and all that kind of stuff? Like, I'm, you know... I'm distancing myself from that now. I'm unsubscribing from the network and all that kind of shit. No. I do. Well, I do remember that. And I do is... remember Ron Funches saying it's okay to call your pets the N-word to shame them. I get it. I talk about that little nigga over there all the time. <laughs> um, anyway. Let me lose my train of thought. But it's just interesting that he went from WWE, who does such things that he, you know, doesn't like. But he's, you know, willing to be on the show for AEW, who just, you know, doesn't give their good black superstars half the opportunity that WWE does. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I'm not going to argue that. Um, you are not wrong. We have not had an African-American champion other than Scorpio Sky. I'm not even just talking about champions. I'm just talking about just giving them the proper spotlight. Because even when, like, you know, like when the New Day's not the champs, they still give them their shine, you know? Other than Scorpio Sky and Nyla Rose. And unfortunately, Big Swole got kind of derailed after COVID hit with uh, everything they were doing there. And I hope they get back to that because that was actually pretty entertaining. Hmm. And private party, I mean, was the highlight of that tag team tournament. But, yeah, anyway. But that's the thing. We talked about that, though, because we've talked about how Scorpio Sky is clearly the star of that, t of that team, but they still keep trying to make it Chris, da Chris Daniels. Yeah, true, true. I don't know why. They yeah. need to stop with the Christopher Daniels, Kazarian shit. And... Yeah, yeah. It should be um, all about Scorpio Sky, but it's not. Anyway, go ahead. You know, they had all the, the hype stuff and all that. They were hyping the fuck out of this match, and they shouldn't have. Go ahead. If this is the greatest empty arena match Tony Khan has ever seen, then he has never seen another empty arena match. Clearly. Because, yeah. It didn't do it for me. Like, I'm not saying it was bad. Oh, it wasn't this bad. Wasn't it just wasn't Rock they... versus Mankind. I was, I was definitely about to say, did he see the Rock versus Mankind empty arena match? Has he has he heard of them? What is what is wrong with you, sir? This was long. Yeah, too long, too long. I stopped paying attention halfway through. It just you hyped it up, and you hurt yourself. You hyped it up way too much, and on top of that, they lost to NXT for the second week in a row in the ratings, despite what the demos say or fucking Brian Alvarez and his bullshit. Well. The only reason NXT won is because older people, more older people were watching. Yeah, that's how you win in the fucking ratings is more people watch it. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not it's a target demo or not, more people watched NXT than AEW. 
despite the fact that they hyped the shit out of this title match. And who's to say, you know, if that you know what their target demo is? You know, it's just their target, target demo. always males 25 to 40 or whatever the fuck it is. Depends on what you're advertising. It's the advertisers that, that determine that. Because if you're, so. you know, if you're ever like, depending on what you're advertising, if you're advertising, you know, Coors Light, who drinks Coors Light? Old motherfuckers. <laughs> that shit, that shit just pisses me off, and it's because I love AEW, and I, AEW is probably my favorite show. But every time AEW, on occasion, wins in the ratings, which is very rare, I'm not going to deny that or knock it. There's always the caveat of, but AEW won in the demos, or. Yeah, but everyone that watched NXT was 50-plus, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Oh, you, because you mean, the you, fact you, is... You love NXT, and NXT is your favorite show. Yeah, that's what I said. No, you said AEW, but go ahead. No, I said NXT is my favorite show, but every you time NXT You meant to say wins, NXT is your favorite show. I knew what you meant, but you said AEW, but go ahead. Every time NXT wins in the ratings, there's always the caveat of AEW yeah. won in the demos, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Spit or Swallow, AEW. Um, you know what? I'm gonna swallow it this week because you know they 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 presented you know a good show. You are swallowing an AEW show that didn't have Luchasaurus. Yeah, I know, I know. Surprise, surprise. But you know, because of you know, when you look at what their limitations were, they you know they did it. They did their thing. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and swallow it. Even though they jabbed out all the black people. I mean, but, you know, I don't expect them to do anything with black people anyway, so. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm, I'm spitting it, and I'm spitting it solely based on Mox versus Hager. Moxley got the win, but don't sit here and spend weeks and weeks <laughs> hyping a match and telling me it's the greatest thing I'm ever going to see and then not deliver. See, that might be part of it, too, for me, because I didn't see the weeks and weeks of promo. I only saw the ones during this show, so. Which I still think was too much, but. Last but certainly not least, Monday Night Raw. Yeah, that happened um, too. Huh? Yeah, that happened too. How'd you feel about Monday Night Raw? Let me, rem- let me think back and try to remember it. I can't for the life of me remember what happened on Raw. Oh, oh, oh! I do remember now. Yeah, I liked Raw. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we kicked it yeah. off with Drew McIntyre. I didn't love this. I didn't need Drew McIntyre commentating his WrestleMania match. No. Especially uh, without any personality to it. Um, like He could have been more entertaining, funny during it. Then he's interrupted by Zelina Vega and Andrade, who reminds Drew McIntyre of how Drew McIntyre lost his NXT championship, who beat him for it, and they want to fight. And Drew accepts. Only beat him for it, injured him. Yeah. Put him on the shelf for six months. Um, And this leads through a thread of this uh, stable that Zelina has created with Andrade, Angel Garza, and now Austin Theory, who apparently is officially a member of the main roster, despite only having like a match on NXT uh, after getting signed to NXT. Uh, That's actually really entertaining and interesting. And Mm -hmm. I hope that, they do more with them. Exactly. I don't know. This is why I really like Raw this week. The show ended, but we'll get to that. Um, did you see Asuka versus Ruby Riot? I did. How did you like Asuka dancing to Ruby's music? That was funny as fuck to me. 
Oscar's like, entertaining as shit. And when man. she come out there and they're like, oh, she's trying to be all serious, but Oscar's just like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give, <laughs> like, she don't even respect you. She just dances to your music like you ain't shit. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Uh, Oscar defeats Ruby Riot. Yeah, I, I expected that. And then did you see MVP make his announcement? Yeah. Yeah. MVP announces that we have Money in the Bank ladder match qualifying matches. This is where we first hear about it. And actually, I think that uh, was Oscar versus Ruby Riot a Money yeah. in the Bank qualifying. Yeah, he's match. talking oh, about so the men's. Yeah, yeah, he was talking about the men's Asuka Money in the Bank qualifiers next week. Qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, it is going to be Alistair Black versus Austin Theory. Travis, I swear to fucking God, <laughs> Alistair Black does not win that match. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I will laugh heartily. Austin. Theory I will cannot go over hardly. Alistair Black and get into the money in the bank. Cannot happen. I mean, he's got backup. We got Buddy Murphy versus Rey Mysterio. Hadn't seen Buddy Murphy in a while. I thought they sent him back to Australia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, he's from Australia, right? Yes. Yeah. The Messiah's disciples have been uh, MIA as of late. Yeah, that's what they're, I Yeah, we're at Toka and Razor. They've lost faith. Um, where to- where, where's Toka and Razor? No idea, to be no. honest with you. Um, and MVP versus Apollo Crews. I love the way MVP talked about himself, though, because he like you know just went through this whole spiel about how great this person is, and you don't think he's talking about himself, but then he just—it's him. <laughs> what I love about this is, is I saw MVP have a match on Raw, and after that match, I saw him go to social media and say that that would be his final match on raw ever. And then I saw him sign with WWE as a producer or backstage talent. Then I saw him as an on-screen talent. And then I saw him say he was going to be a manager and he was going to manage a stable. And now he's in a match, even though he retired, even though he's not ever going to wrestle a match again, even though he's supposed to be starting a stable. No, fuck that. He's having a match. And, balling like that man just do what he want <laughs> and someone's like well you know covid this and that and books i brought this up and like i asked a like a bit people on twitter don't know me they don't know how i talk if they haven't been following me they don't know how i tweet but i asked a uh what's it called um rhetorical question i was like so when mvp said that he was never gonna wrestle on raw again and then he said he was gonna start a, fa- a stable like what happened to that and people took me literally and went into the comments section to answer my question that COVID happened to that. And that is now why MVP is needed to wrestle because we don't have a roster full of people other than MVP who could fill that <laughs> spot against Paul Cruz. We need MVP there. Um, someone, there, were, there was a bunch of people just coming in saying like ridiculously, it's like, yeah, no shit. All right. I get it. It was a rhetorical question. Yeah. I didn't yeah. actually want to know why. Like, I get that they paid him some money, and he's going to fucking wrestle. Yeah, like basically, they were Duh. like, hey, hey, MVP, you know, normally we wouldn't do this, but, uh, hey, do this shit, and we're going to give you this money, and you can do this for us. Like, he like, bet. <laughs> uh, did you see Alistair Black versus Oni Lurkin? Um, No. You missed out. Uh, did you see the Becky promo? 
Yes. So Becky apparently was only being goofy and doing all the shit she was doing uh, leading up to the Shayna Baszler match with the goat jacket and all that to kind of lure Shayna into a false sense of security. And then after she talks about all that shit, she calls out preemptively the winner from the Money in the Bank ladder match and says, challenge me. Yeah, I mean, if you're the champ and you know this person has the briefcase and they can do it anytime, you kind of want to try to be in control of that as much as you can. I mean, you really can't control it, but if you can try, so it makes sense. And that's where Bailey or Becky Bailey, that's where Becky fucked up because all the shit she said sent Shayna Baszler into a fucking rage. Shayna had a match against Sarah Logan and Talking about this after everything that happened is actually really sad because now talking back on it, we know that this is Sarah Logan's last match with the WWE for now. For a while. She may get you gotta imagine back, all those like a, almost all those people will be back once this is all over. But anyway, go ahead. Especially her. I mean, like I said, Rusev's still married to Lana. Lana, as of now, is still hired. Sarah Logan is married to Eric of the Viking Raiders. Right now, both the Viking Raiders still have a job like that's kind of how WWE does things is, you know, they keep couples together, especially good talent. Sarah's not a bad wrestler. Sarah's huh. not a bad talent. Everyone that came out of that riot squad had potential. Sarah's just the one that they used the least or Vince saw the least in because she had brown hair and she wasn't blonde. Whatever the story may be. She didn't have, um, she didn't have an interest as interesting a character yet. Apparently the ring announcer thought that <laughs> Shayna lost via fatality. Um, <laughs> Here's the thing. I kind of looked away, so I didn't see what happened, but I heard him say that, that um, you know, that Sarah Logan had won the match, and I thought, like, you know, via disqualification, and that was why Shayna Baszler was walking off all pissed and shit. I thought this was going somewhere completely different, and I was all here for it. Like, oh, my God, we are going to get this pissed-off Shayna Baszler who lost this match because she was just too fucking heated after losing that championship match. And she wants, you know, Becky so bad and she's going nuts. Like I thought we were getting that kind of, you know, kind of story from Shayna Baszler, but now it's like, no, she actually won. I'm like, Oh, well that's disappointing. Uh, yeah, no, they, they uh, <laughs> retroactively corrected that mistake. And that might've been the plan until they decided that Sarah was on the cutting room floor. Um, so who knows? Maybe they got in the ref's ear and said, no, 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 switch that. Yeah, but the thing and is, when said, I saw what actually happened, like, that's, to our not, office. Yeah, that's not the kind of thing that would, you know, get you disqualified. Disqualification so, or have a match thrown out? Yeah, yeah, not at all. So it's just like, that's weird. That's really weird they did that. But but that's what happens when you look away for a second and you're not paying attention. And all of a sudden, you know, the bell rings. And you're like, well, what the fuck just happened? Like, you hear the bell ring and you see, you know, Sarah Logan on the ground, you know, like, you know, crying and shit. Like that was weird. Like what the fuck just having her cry the way she cried (laughs) threw me off. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And you know, Shayna Bay's just tearing shit up and he's like, Oh damn, what does she do? And then they show it. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, she's not disqualified. Oh, she won the Um, match. Okay. (laughs) Another weird thing they did here (laughs) were these promos from Seth Rollins. These backstage lobotomized man bun Messiah promos. Yeah. where he has now become devoid of personality. He apparently, you know, 
a week before Easter was WrestleMania, and much like Jesus rose on Easter after WrestleMania, Seth rose from the dead from being defeated by Kevin Owens, and he is now reborn. Boo. He is the Messiah. Boo. Boo. I don't know what they're doing here, but I'm 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 not. Lobotomy bullshit. Boo. Did you see Austin Theory versus Akira Tozawa? I did. So this is where it started. We got (laughs) Austin Theory, uh, the youngest, newest member of this faction. Um, I'm going to call it a faction. I mean, it's a three-person faction. That's kind of what WWE's into. I know it's not an official stable the way Travis likes it, but mm-hmm. there but you know it's you got you got you know one centralizing figures and you know Zelina Vega their manager. So it was like it's 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 okay. It's passable. I want them to add somebody else, but for right now it's passable. Austin Theory defeats Akira Tozawa and then Andrade and Garza come down and they all beat up Akira Tozawa. My favorite part of this was and I don't know if you caught this at the end of the match after they beat up Akira Tozawa, Austin Theory, you can hear him make fun of Akira Tozawa. He's like, huh, you're a cruiserweight. Look at us. And I'm like, bro, Garza was just cruiserweight. <laughs> I to say, uh, you got a cruiserweight on your team, bro. <laughs> I didn't hear that. But, yeah, yeah, that's, you know. Well, you know, we've already – I'm sure we've established by now he's not the brightest bulb on the tree, so. Yeah. Um, I do see what they see in Austin Theory, though. I mean, I see the – He's got the look. I mean, yeah. you can't deny he's got the look. So, and, and he's talented in ring. Exactly, he's good in the ring. So it's just, I get it. From what I hear, he cuts a great promo. So you know, they don't. He got Zelina Vega. He doesn't have to, piece, but he can. Um, yeah. Then Angel Garza defeats a jobber. Was it Tuhuti Miles again? I, I think was, so. I got to stop. Yeah. If it was, I got to stop calling him a jobber because I, I. If I he's doing he nothing actually, but jobs, then yes, he's a jobber. I understand that, but he might actually be hired. Um. Anyway, then that guy gets beat up again um, by these three men. Did you see Kyrie versus Nia Jax? I sure did. Poor Kyrie. <laughs> Rumors are that Kyrie's going to be leaving and going back to stardom or back over to Japan, that she's not happy here. Um, I don't think Nia Jax beating the living dog shit out of her and then hitting that, uh, what did they call that finisher? Forgot the what they called it, but it was it was just a fucking the annihilator. Yeah, it was it was it was a uh, you know a little press into a Samoan drop. And she's not even Samoan, I don't think. Who Nia Jax? Like I, I think she's on the other side of Rock's family, the Rocky Johnson side. I don't think she's on the Samoan side of the family. Really? I'm pretty sure. Huh. I don't know. Because you know they make all the Samoans do a Samoan drop because it's in yeah. the name, like yeah. It, Rikishi did it. The Usos do it, which is weird because there's tiny. The Rock did a Samoan drop. Roman, one of the three moves he does is a Samoan drop. Like, if you're Samoan, it is required to do a Samoan drop. I think yeah. even Umaga Samoa Joe <laughs> does a Samoan drop. Rosie. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rosie Wolfram. did a hell of a Samoan drop. Yeah. He was the shit. He was, man. What? I really, I really thought you were gonna, because he was the superhero in training. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. See, goddamn it, Travis. His shirt literally said, 
superhero in train. I know, and I know, and I was thinking. And the thing is, when he I was, was you were shit. saying he was the shit, I was thinking about his time with Hurricane, but I just forgot the superhero in training part. He was literally the shit. Uh, did you see the Charlotte promo? Yeah, and it was weird to me that she was on Raw doing this, but yeah. Well, that is an issue that I have. I do not like, and we talked about this, we do not want to see Charlotte as NXT Women's Champion on Raw. Uh, but I will say this. No one is better at sucking Charlotte's dick than Charlotte. And she oh, yeah. proved that Oh, tonight. she fillets herself like no other. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Talked about all, I mean, it was kind of the same promo that you got Wednesday, just talking about how amazing <laughs> she is and how great mm-hmm. she is. Um, but you know that's what good heels do. So, and then this will be a sore spot for you, Travis, because if you didn't see it, you're gonna be really fucking pissed, and if you did see it, you're gonna be sad. I have a feeling this was not good enough for Hulu. Bobby Lashley's match. No, I didn't see Bobby Lashley's match. What happened? Did you see the Viking Raiders versus uh, Ricochet no. and Cedric Alexander? I didn't see the Viking Raiders either. Did you see Bianca backstage with the Street Profits? No. But you saw the main event of Drew and Andrade. Yes. Where Drew McIntyre defeats Andrade cleanly. Unfortunately, because I feel like by not letting Drew get a clean win here, you could have continued to build Andrade Mm -hmm. and done some stuff with them. But I do understand that Andrade is still technically right now U.S. champion. And they, you know, they're working on still – in their eyes, making Drew a credible champion. So a, a fluke win here, non. He, yeah, they got to sh- they got to show that that Drew is a level above. It makes sense. Someone's got to take a hit. So not good enough for Hulu. Monday Why are you laughing, Rogers. Matt? Why are you laughing? What the fuck because happened? You're gonna flip the fuck out. Alistair Black defeated Oni Lorcan, and Travis is like, "Who the fuck's Oni Lorcan?" And I'm gonna tell Travis that Oni Lorcan is the same guy Oni Lorcan's always been. He's part of that generic-ass white tag team, the two bald white guys from NXT <laughs> that look alike, Danny Burch and Orny Lorcan, that he's seen a million times. And every time I say his name, as unique as the name Oni Lorcan is, Travis doesn't remember who the fuck Oni Lorcan is. And this was sure a don't. damn good match. Sure don't. Because if the I Viking, see him, he's just random bald white dude to me. But anyway, go ahead. The Viking Raiders defeat Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Also, okay. I found out from the Get Show podcast, which I was listening to on my way home, that apparently Ricochet, Pew Pew Ricochet, Pretty Ricky's what they call his, him. Has changed his Twitter handle to Pretty Ricky. Really? Apparently he's calling himself. Now it's Pretty Ricky's what he calls himself. Huh. I have not verified that. That's just what they said, and I think it's huh. true. So I don't follow him on Twitter, so I don't know. Pretty Ricky's what he calls himself. I don't like um, that. He shouldn't do that. He should let everybody else call him Pretty Ricky. He don't go to call himself that. Because then I can't say Pretty yeah, Ricky's what they call him. After the Viking Raiders versus Ricochet and Cedric match, you had the Street Profits backstage doing Street Profit shit, laughing and joking around, and Bianca comes over. And I think they – I hope this isn't like a director, like a a directive, but I feel like they tried to play up her ghetto even more than what she's been doing. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. It was a little over the top, and I'm hoping maybe it was just her on accident it wasn't like uh we need you to amp it up more because it doesn't need to be like it was perfect right where it was leave her be yeah you, you know they do that though so it's yeah, just i i, I hope that. not too um we're gonna say we're 
gonna say that was her on her own trying something, and that's not them doing that again. So we're gonna, that's what we're going with. That's what's happening. It was just right there in the beginning when she did the uh-uh, um, but she then mothers the fuck out of the street props and says, <laughs> what are you guys doing? Like, you guys haven't beat the Viking Raiders. Every time you fight them, you lose. You need to be more serious. You need to take this serious. Like, put them in their place and said, hey, yeah, you guys are champions. That's great. But if these guys challenge you, you haven't beat them. And unless you fucking figure out how to, you ain't going to win. So get your shit together. It was entertaining. I like that. And last but not least. Why are you smiling like that, Matt? I, dude, I'm trying not to because it's not funny and it's not sad. But your reaction is what at what's coming is going. Bobby Lashley defeated No Way Jose in his final match on Monday Night Raw. And Travis didn't get to see No Way Jose's final match on Monday Night Raw. So he had a match, and they didn't give it to me. You know, you know, no way Jose is my boy. Like, he entertains the fuck out of me. More than most on the roster. Like, no bullshit. And I never get to see him. But then he had his last match, and Hulu just said, eh, disrespectful bastards last match and it was against Bobby Lashley. That's that's really disappointing. He jobbed Bobby Lashley in his final match on Raw and Hulu didn't let you watch it. Yeah, at least Bobby Lashley got, got a win. I mean and then he got released. Yeah. Yeah. At least good old Bob got a win though. Did he did he win with the Dominator or a spear? Spear. Yeah. Not good enough for Hulu, Monday Night Raw edition. Alistair Anything Black go on with him and Lana? Not really. I mean, he's just kind of giving her the cold shoulder. And, uh, oh, he did get out of the ring and told her to shut the hell up, which would have been a great <laughs> moment in front of the crowd. She was out there yelling and shit. He got out of the ring and he got in her face, and he's like, shut the hell up. Uh, yeah, that would have been great if a crowd was there because they would have definitely cheered for that shit. Oh, Fuck. Man. That would have yeah. turned him face right then and there. Yeah. Um, right away. Bobby Lashley defeats No Way Jose in his final match. The Viking Raiders defeat Pretty Ricky and Big Said. And Bianca Belair and the Street Profits backstage segment. All not good enough for Hulu Monday Night Raw edition. Travis. Swallow. Monday Night Raw. Swallow. I really like the um I really like the Zelina Vega shit. Like that her that thread that went through the whole night. I like that a lot. What was your favorite show of the week? SmackDown. Go ahead. I agree. I know. I know. <laughs> Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Let's move on. All right, Travis, uh, time to do what we love to do at the end of every episode here, now that we've picked our favorite show of the week and we've done our spit and swallows, is plug. And we actually have stuff to plug. We do. Uh, The latest episode of Return to Wrestling is now available on Patreon, so if you guys have $5, please go to Patreon and throw us that. 
Also, if you guys don't have that, but you got a dollar, any money to help us out and support us really does help, especially Travis, who's not working right now and might lose his apartment because in Texas, they're not going to let a black man live rent-free. That's what he told me. I don't know. Um, they barely let me live with paying rent. What you talking about? So please help him out um, and us out. Donate what you can to our Patreon. For $1, you'll get a shout-out. We've already shouted out Mark Robles and Michael LaShawn Willis, um, both also members of our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Smackin' Raw, and good friends of mine and Travis's. Um, yeah, all right. And then if you guys have a little more and you want some cool shit, uh, Mara finally got together our behind-the-scenes stuff for our $20 tier. And don't forget that if you subscribe to the $20 tier, you still get the three shows that are available at the $5 tier with Return to Wrestling, uh, Source Material, and Butt Stuff in Space. And then you still get your $1, the $1 holler. If you guys want to pick a topic that we discuss on a show, that is a $50 move. Um, and then you still get behind the scenes and everything else below that. And then for $100, if you're just balling like that and you want to hop on the show and show us how it's done or join us or argue with us or agree with us or whatever the fuck you want to do, we'll put you on a show. We'll put you on the show where you pick the topic. Whatever you want to do, $100 will get you on the show with us. Yeah. I don't know if you had anything to add there. Uh, oh, merch. Find- merch. Get a I'm shirt. Here. You guys. Get some shirts. You guys. While Travis is checking his phone, you guys can find links to our merchandise store and our Patreon at linktree.com slash creation world. That is C R E A T I A world L I N K T R dot E E linktree slash creation world. Um, linktree.com slash why is the vet emailing me at 1245? And anyway, go ahead. Go check out our shirts, buy a shirt. We'd appreciate that as well. Um, Super Flash Year of Tomorrow returns next week. Finally, we're going to get some more Super Flashy, so you guys will get the return of Mara and Travis over there, and you guys can find them at facebook.com slash groups slash Super Flashy Arrow of Tomorrow. You guys can find everything Creation World at either Twitter or Instagram at the Creation World. That is at the C-R-E-A-T-I-A World. Or Facebook at Facebook.com slash Creation World. You guys can find Travis on Twitter and Instagram at SirCussalot. That is at S-I-R underscore C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. And as always, guys, you guys can find me on Twitter only at Matt Ritter. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. And I have converted the Rack's former Facebook account because uh, the Rack died of COVID, ladies and gentlemen. And we were unable to have a funeral for him because of social distancing. Very sorry to break that news to you on top of everything else, but the rack will no longer be making appearances on the show. He is gone, and his Twitter is now the official Smackin' It Raw backup Twitter. Uh, you guys can find that at Smackin' It Raw. That is at S-M-A-C-K-I-N-I-T-R-A-W, at Smackin' It Raw. You got something you wanted to add there, Travis? No, I'm just, you know, I'm glad he's dead, but, you know, I know he's like comic book dead, but so, you know. Doesn't really mean anything, but he's 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 but he's dead for now. So it's just like, all right, cool. After all these followers and new subscribers and everything we got, I decided to take our more offensive material and just kind of <laughs> shove it to the side for a little while. Um, the rack, 
the rack was fun early on when no one was listening, but I don't know how well the rack would play when people are actually listening. So you can find out. <laughs> you got anything else? We got to cover Travis. We did the Patreon. We did the merchandise. We did Super Flashy. We did uh, the new episode of uh, Return to Wrestling, which is available. Um, also, guys, our YouTube. Go check out our YouTube. You guys can find all our videos there as well. Um, it's Creation World. Go subscribe to that. And comments. Please leave us comments anywhere that you're watching it. Don't yeah, forget. There. Yeah. The Boom. most important fact of all, we are smacking it raw. And we are the number one podcast on Pornhub. Damn right we are. Peace. That's how I'm closing the show out for now. Well, eh. I thought you were closing the show, bitch. No. Normally, it's We Are Smacking Around. We Are That Damn Good, which is what the shirt says. But for Sir Custalot Travis Pointer, I am the Warden Matt Ritter. We are Smacking Around, and we are the number one podcast on Pornhub. Peace.